to the Less Stressed Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 140. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I am blessed. How are you? <laughs> I am not sharing the microphone with you. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> yes, it's an awesome, beautiful day. I hope everyone out there is doing great. Thank you for listening. Um, today, we are talking about finding your purpose. I guess today's topic would be refine your purpose in life. And the reason why we're talking about this, one is there's a shaking going on in the world, if you haven't been around, uh, if you've been under a rock, a uh, thing called COVID, a thing called, well, life in general. Um, and people are questioning their purpose and kind of the structures and what's going on in life. Um, but I, I think even deeper than that, even if you found the career, even if you found the whatever it is, the job, the thing that you really, really like, there still needs to be a growth process to that where you refine your why or your purpose. Some people call it your why, like why you do what you do or your purpose in life. Um, you need to find it and you need to keep digging. It's not just a, oh, I have arrived here. Good. <laughs> I think, you know, a lot of the finding your why became popular with Simon Sinek in his book. Um, but... I can actually really relate to this story that I'm going to share with you guys right now. And I found this on the Better Life Coaching blog. So you can feel free uh, to look it up if you want to print out of this. But this is the story. A frustrated young man went to see the wise man in his village. I don't know what to do with my life. How do I find my purpose? The young man asked. Follow me, said the old man. Silently, they trudged together to a faraway river where they found dozens of prospectors panning for gold. There are three types of prospectors here, the sage said. What do you mean, the young man inquired. There are those who strike gold straight away. Excited, they take their plunder, cash it in, and live comfortably for the rest of their lives. Then there are those who pan for years. They know that there is gold here, and they have seen others strike it rich, so they persist until they, too, find the gold that they have been searching for. What about the third type? asked the young man. They are the individuals who get frustrated that they haven't found what they are looking for, so after a day, a week, a year, whatever, they give up, walk away, and never find gold. Slightly confused, the young man asked, What does this have to do with finding my purpose? Ah, yes, the age-old question, the old man smiled and looked his companion in the eye. There are those in life who look for their purpose and seem to find it almost immediately. From a young age, they have a clear sense of purpose and pursue their dreams with energy and enthusiasm. Some others have to look a bit harder, perhaps for many years, but if they persist and keep looking, they will find something to live for. Finally, there are those who want to know their purpose, but they become frustrated with the search. They give up too soon and return to a life of meaningless wandering. Can everyone find their purpose? Is there gold in the river? The wise man responded. So how do I know my purpose? Keep looking. But what if I want to find it quicker? Son, there are no guarantees that you will be able to find it quickly. The only guarantee is that if you give up and stop looking for it, you will never find it. 
The young man looked despondent, feeling as if he had wasted his time with the old man. He felt a reassuring hand upon his shoulder. I can sense your frustration, but let me assure you, if you can find your true calling in life, you will live with passion. You will make the world a better place, be richer than you can imagine, and feel as though the very face of God himself is smiling upon you. This may happen next week, next year, or in the years ahead, but the search will be worth it and your life will never be the same again. So for now, your purpose is to find your purpose. Thanks. Oh, and there's one other thing that I forgot to mention. What's that? Just as those men and women need to get down to the river with a pan to find their gold, so we need to remain active to find our purposes. We don't find it sitting around at home doing nothing. It was getting late, so the two men returned home and began their long long walk back to the village. As they watched, walked, The young man was deep in thought about what he had just learned, and the wise man smiled to himself, knowing that conversations like this were were an important part of living his own purpose. Very good. I like that story. Um, Because it is. It's just a journey. Even if you think you've arrived at a certain title or you like uh, this career, um, it's still just a process. I think I've just seen that with our kids, our older kids now. We're starting to talk about career but it's like, you know, you can have a job and a title, but if you don't find that deeper purpose, you're still going to be like, you can make lots of money, you could have lots of influence, but you're still going to be like not arrived yet. And that feeling of just, I don't know, what are you going to call that? Yuck. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot of stress in that. There's stress in trying to just live day to day, grind it out and not have that bigger picture of a purpose or a calling or your why or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so it's a journey. And regardless, even if you have a, the full-time job and you're, you're stuck in that position and that's just what you're doing right now, uh, you still need to find that deeper purpose. And I'm just going to straight read these 10 questions that I stole from Jack Spierko. And Jack Spierko is um, he was a very successful business person, did a lot of different things, but he basically, he got out of the rat race and that's what I really like about him. He's like, you know what? I'm just done. And he started podcasting a long time ago, like 10, 12 years ago before it was cool, like 12 years ago. And I'll put the notes and everything else, but this was an episode he did about asking your why, trying to find your why. And it really, really helped me, I think, process through some stuff. Sounds good. Ready, set, let's go. So the number one question is, what can I do to be of service to others and which of those give me joy? So I think this is an awesome, awesome question. Right, because I think, I I love it because it's, it's hinging on service. Like thinking about other people, like it's not about you just doing whatever makes you happy. Think about something you can do that helps other people, but you also really enjoy it. What, where does that interface? So if you think of like a Venn diagram, right, of all your skill sets, and those are Venn diagrams, like where the circles overlap, right? And so think about where the circles, something you can do, your service, like you've been trained at, maybe you went to school for, um, you grew up doing, whatever, that's a service. And then how does that service give you joy? What are those kind of things? So great question. Number two, what makes you forget that time is even passing by as you do it. And I've heard this from Dan Sullivan and everyone else, like multiple Simon Sinek, multiple people who are, quote, the gurus on your purpose, finding your purpose, finding your why. 
Like, what do you do where you just don't even realize time is has gone by? The opposite of that would be if you. I, I can't think of anything. Well, start making your no list. <laughs> what are the things you do when you you work so hard and you look up and the clock has moved like five minutes? <laughs> we talked about that. There's certain jobs where you get into and you're like, oh, I really like this part, but then the other part you just like you don't like that part. Next question. Have a conversation with yourself as a child. Here's the warning. Your child self might just kick you in the butt if you haven't been pursuing the things that you're actually passionate about. Because, you know, you think about when you're a kid and everything seems possible and you get super excited about things and you're super passionate about things. I mean, kids just don't do very many things that they find boring. Um, they may, you know, there might be something at school that they're, you know, have to do and that kind of thing. But for most of life, they view it as an adventure and they're looking for excitement and fun. And so if you're, you know, if you're talking to your eight-year-old self and they find out that you're a 40-year-old boring person who does nothing that they enjoy, Mm -hmm. that little kid is going to have some words for you. (laughs) Right. And I can see that among kids. Now, obviously, like... You hear stories about guys who like become soldiers because they just want to run around the woods and and play pretend war all the time. <laughs> some of our kids definitely fit that prototype. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's other some of our kids are like they like to make stuff. Now here's here's another example. You you hear people you see people on those singing shows like uh, I can't remember what we watched way back in the day before we start having kids. America's Got Talent or something. Idol. American Idol. That was it. Yeah, we watched that like when we had no kids. Season one. one. Um, But some of those people really love music, but they can't sing their way out of a wet paper bag, you know? And so maybe singing is not their thing, but maybe they can do something else in that industry because they love music, they love whatever. So maybe they need to be a producer because they can't sing, or maybe they need to be, I don't know, something. But your passions as a child might point you in a direction, not to say, you know, every kid wants to be an astronaut. Maybe you're not smart enough to be an astronaut because you got to be really smart, but maybe you like this aspect of science or you like this aspect of something else. Right. And I think it could be very encouraging to do this exercise. Like I've done this exercise here recently. And when I was a really little girl, what did I want like so much so that I would dream about it. I wanted to be a mom. I would dream about babies being dropped off in my driveway. And I, in my dream, I would go out and I would find them and I would carry them into my mom. And I'm like, can we keep it? Can we keep it? Um, so wow, it was like, even like reflecting on that. And I'm like, man, I am living my passion and my purpose because I got a lot of kids that I'm a mom to right now. What does it say about me if I ever had a dream like that? I would have thought that was a nightmare. <laughs> Not a dream. Okay, uh, so the first one is, what can you do to be of service and it brings you joy but helps other people? What makes you forget that time has passed? Um, have a conversation with your child self. Um, it says number four here, what do people come to you for help with? Now, it's kind of interesting because you can have a job as a whatever teacher, but people might not come to you 
really asking teacher questions. People might come to you about parenting questions. People might come to you about health questions. People might come to you about some other thing that's not even your job title, right? Um, or, you know, you it could be anything. People can come to you, um, and which also means that they trust what you're going to say. So I think that's also not just your knowledge, but also your character, right? Yeah, I was thinking your credibility. credibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. If you could have students, what would they want to learn from you? And in an age where education is becoming a more virtual experience, you can get connected with gurus in pretty much every field imaginable. So if you set up a website, I think just as part of this exercise, thinking through, if I had my own website and people were coming to me to learn, what is it that they're asking me about? All right, number six, what are you really good at that you don't hate or simply have to do? And Dan Sullivan talks about this too. I know we talked about it in one episode a long time back in the day. Um, Yeah, what are the things, because part of the things you're just trained in, right? Like if you're an accountant, there's probably stuff with accounting, you're just like, I hate this part of the job. But that's just part of the job. Um, So what are the things that you don't hate or simply the things you're like, I'm, I'm good at this, I think a lot of times we're good at a lot of things, but we don't really love those. And so as Dunn Sullivan talks about, you got to move past that. So it doesn't mean quit your job, but it does mean as you're refining your why and your purpose, move deeper into the things you really like and start to try to leave off and delegate, like don't just stop doing it. <laughs> but there's certain parts of both of our jobs where like, oh my gosh, I hate this part. Um, so we need to move forward on the things that were like, oh, I, I still get excited about this part, though. Right. I, I'm thinking about spreadsheets oh, in my yeah. head. Like, I love the... You had a the, terrible the, look the, on your I face. Know. It's like, oh, I must have said something. I don't know. <laughs> so, I love the people interaction that I have in my job. I hate the spreadsheets that I have to enter information. You just glaze over when you do. I was like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing spreadsheets. Okay, I'll leave now. <laughs> All right. Next question. Realize your failures are only liabilities if you choose for them to be. They should be assets. And you know what I think about in our own life is that we had a failed business. And so it's easy for me to take that business and to just be like, oh my goodness, that was terrible. It was a terrible experience. It's a liability. We learned so much walking through that experience and sometimes one of my mentors will point out she was like you know back that she was like that was awesome and I was like oh how can you see that but she was like look at what you did there look at what you learned there that was awesome so re re-looking at some of your failures from the past right and we talk a lot about the narrative in your head if you only see those failures as I failed I can't go back anywhere near that again well you just you've blocked off a window or a door that's open maybe for you you know what i mean so that's something you've got to move past (laughs) i like saying it but it's hard to do (laughs) all right um this is a great question who are your heroes and why how have your heroes changed over time so who are your heroes or heroines i guess is that the right word who were your heroes as a child, honey? Ready, set, go. My heroes, you're going to be like not surprised by this, 
were women of great faith who took care of all kinds of orphans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's. I do have a lot of heroes. I have. I think my grandparents are definitely heroes to me. Family are hero. I think through time they're actually becoming more heroes. You know, when I realize, yeah, they're even more heroes when I look out across uh, history and even today. Um, yeah, people like Wendell Berry. He's a Kentucky writer. Oh, he's one of my heroes. Um, Jeff Lawton, even Jack Spirko, the guy. He's these people are. Parts of their life are heroes to me. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that they're perfect at all. But I see their life, and I'm like, yeah, that's... Even from a distance now with the internet and everything else, you can come in contact with lots of people. And it's good to have heroes who challenge you for seasons and times, right? You don't necessarily... I remember having just posters on my wall of different sports heroes. Like, looking around the room, I don't see any hero posters on the wall anymore. (laughs) But those are for a time and season, you know, like everybody needs heroes. So find some heroes, um, get some new heroes maybe, and honor the old heroes. Um, this is great. These last two are great. Uh, what would you most like to be remembered for, even if you have not done it yet? So the end of your life, they're burying you in the ground. What do you want to be known for doing? That's a great question. That is a really great question. Okay, last one on our list here. If you could solve one problem for the world, but not get credit for it, what would it be? I think that's so good, because that eliminates... A lot of times I feel like we confuse what we're passionate about with what we can make money, because we all... Life requires money, right? And so if you're not getting credit for it, you're not getting paid for it. So it eliminates that complicating factor. So are you going to give us the answer on all these? (laughs) Yeah, there's really, there's no, uh, it's a process, you know? So again, like we said at the beginning, move, move again, move, 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 move toward the things. Even if you're 105 years old, keep moving towards your, to ask your purpose and your why, because time has changed. And again, unless you've been in a rock, uh, the whole world has changed in 2020 and some of it will come back. Some of it will not come back, and it's time to to re, I don't say reinvent yourself, but reinvent, re, what's the word I'm looking for? Research your purpose. That's not research. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Rediscover. There we go. Rediscover your purpose. Very good. We would love to have you connect with us. You can do that on our website, lsfpodcast.com. You can do that on Facebook if you look for The Less Stressed Family, on Shauna's Instagram account. You could email us, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. But most important, we want you to remember, even if you don't know what your passion is yet or your why is yet, you are valuable and what you do matters. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you.